beautiful thing about the Winners Club podcast this year is that we used to do one podcast a week where we would do the preview, we would do the recap, and then we'd do the preview within one podcast. Maybe we'd lose a little steam after minute number 40. And this year we divided that into two, and Mutt is not on the on the recap podcast, therefore uh, he we move on without him, and he doesn't get to bask in his 3-0 glory. So, Mutt, I will start off with this. Did you read my column this week? What column? Do you, where do you write? Is that on uh, uh, WEI.com or uh, the Boston Globe, if they let me. <laughs> I did, I've seen your editorials there. You're very good. No, I did not I did not see your column this week. Uh, well, the correct honest. answer would be which column, uh, before, <laughs> because there were many. But this You're is right. not just a Patriots. This is what we're doing, Because here is the little nugget uh, of the Saints to, uh, to get us in here. Eric McCoy, their center. Week one saw Winston. Uh, yes, I'm reading my own column on the podcast right now. Wow. Week one saw Winston pressured ten times and hit twice without being sacked. Winston's protection also afforded him a lengthy 3.14 seconds to throw. Week two, however, saw Winston pressured 17 times, dropbacks on which he went three of 11 for 43 yards and two interceptions. Now, what was the difference between the two weeks, boys? It was the center, Eric McCoy, was knocked out of the game. His backup was already injured, so he missed this past week. He's going to miss the game against the Patriots. So what the Saints did was they took the right guard, Cesar Ruiz, he played center, and they put something named Calvin Throckmorton at yes, right guard, Calvin and it was a complete disaster. I believe out of Wisconsin, actually. So the Saints currently three-point dogs at the Patriots over under 42-and-a-half. Mutt, you're lean. Hate the game. Hate, hate, hate the Amen, game. Amen, brother. Uh, I, I'm not playing this game with, with shine money. I'm going to watch. I'm going to enjoy. I think betting against Jameis Winston's a good thing, but g- g- given the Brady stuff this week, i got to tell you, this is like narrative street instead of stat street that, that Anderson's gave you. I mean, is there a chance the Pats are like already like reading the stuff about next week? Oh, you know, 100%. Like Matt Slater's answering questions about Julian Edelman's big day, like his big celebration at uh, <laughs> Gillette this week. It's all Brady stuff. So I, I, I hate the game. I would lean Patriots, but this will not be part of anything, anything I play this weekend. I have zero lean in any direction when it comes to the uh, the winner of this game. However, I do I don't I don't hate the under in this. Under 42 and a half right now. Um, I just don't think either team is going to score a lot of points. I don't think all season the Patriots are going to score a lot of points, so a lot of their games I'm just going to lean under. I think the Panthers had their way with the Saints O-line so bad last week and the, with those little the, those little changes that just went on that I, I detailed there in depth uh, as we uh, to open the podcast and the dramatic reading of my own my own work, my own brain. <laughs> <laughs> but the Panthers defense, so I don't know if you guys saw the clip of the Panthers defense running the same exact blitz three times in a row against the Saints O-line and they literally didn't pick it up three plays in a row. <laughs> It was oh, so bad. I think Winston's going to – he'll have a couple turnovers in this game. I think Mack will have zero again. I think it's going to be low scoring as well. Again, I'm not comfortable betting it, especially with the plus three, but I could totally see the Patriots winning the game by, like, two points because they're just so prone. They're With this offense, they're going to be so prone to, to having weird amounts of points because, you know, it'll end in a field goal or, you know, they'll – it's just like 25 is an odd score. Well, I, I know I know Shime's more of a DFS guy than you are, Anderson, but, John, I asked both of you guys. So – a lot of the projections and a lot of the rankings right now have Kamara as like a top three or four running back this week in, in PPR leagues. And, you know, my whole thing is that I want to like Kamara because he's the only guy right now that can really do anything offensively. But is this a game where, like, Bill just takes? Yes. Do they have, do they, do they have the, the, the defense guys 
Do they have defensive skill guys to take Kamara away, or am I overthinking No, I, I, I don't think they do. That's the thing. I think there's a reason Kamara's up there. I mean, you saw it last week with the Jets. They were running it five yards a pop with Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. This is Alvin freaking Kamara we're talking about here. I have, I have this weird feeling that he is going to go off on this Patriots defense, but... At the same time, I think it's going to be kind of counterbalanced by the fact that Jameis Winston's probably going to turn the ball over once right. or twice. But what, what what's a going off in the context of Alvin Kamara, or what is what is uh, keeping Alvin Kamara under wraps in the context of a Bill Belichick defense? If you I keep think him can... under two hundred yards and less than two touchdowns, you did your job. Because yeah, I was going to say, I think they can hold Kamara to. 80 yards rushing and whatever, 50 yards receiving. And that like that would be good. It's not like a fantasy on, owner would necessarily be kicking on, themselves. That, but. but yes, you would. That's 13 points right there without counting for receptions. That's what I mean. It's more yeah. of a fantasy question than I'm talking about a game question. But like he's projecting as this really good play this week, especially with Dalvin Cook sort of questionable heading into the weekend. And I keep coming back to, like, I, I want to stay away in every format because of Belichick. But, I mean, when you say that, 80 yards rushing – 50 yards receiving, so it's probably four or five catches. I mean, it's, yep. that's 17 points, and that's I not even without does, a touchdown. Does, like, he probably yeah, sneaks a touchdown in there as well. well that's, uh, and now you're 23, and now he's playable. But it, I guess you're right, John. If, he, if, if you didn't play Kamara in a tournament setting in, in one of these DFF sites, and he only scored 17, you'd probably be okay with that. So yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying, John. It's a good point. Good All right, point. Uh, so before we move on to our three picks for the week, Shime, uh, if you have it up, can you update us on our season-long uh, standings? I sure can. You guys are tied at the top here at three and three apiece. Uh, I am at the bottom Stop at the two and four. Three so. and three, Mud. We're crushing it. I know. Wow, five hundred leads. By the way, my three and zero in my mother's uh, work elimination pool. Uh, oh yet my again, god, so. that, that mother's. I got to get in that mom's league. Show. Yeah, right. We need in. I want in. Well, good shot. Good, good for you, buddy. Listen, yeah, so it'll, not... it'll it'll make back all the gambling money at the end of the year. Through that is how I'll <laughs> that's how I'll uh, repay but, my debts. But that's last week. We're only judging this week. Can I give one like ninety second gambling rant? Like, how about this? It's it's my dad. Gambling uh, you're not, not going to beat Lou. Minute. You're not going to beat Lou, but go for it. It's not going to beat Lou. Lou was excellent to start his show. So when we're talking about these picks, so we we do this on Thursday afternoon. What I'm noticing now for those of us in Massachusetts. A lot of the good lines are gone by the time you get to the weekend. So if you have access to be able to play these things early in the week, I'm advising you to do it, even if that means driving to Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Connecticut starting on October 7th, because the lines are sort of picked through. Like some of the over-under totals that they opened at are like four or five points off that total right now, and the good line, the real edge, is gone. So we're going to talk about these games. I'm going to bet these games, but I'm not sure if you guys disagree or strongly or not. But the good by Thursday afternoon – a lot of the good lines are gone. The closing lines in the NFL are really, really accurate and really, really efficient. So the earlier you can get something you like, I'm just going to advise you the rest of the year, get it as early as you can, especially in Massachusetts, where if you're betting illegally, you're fine. If you're betting legally, you got to drive out of state. That's I my dad rant to start in the game I, today. My, I'm, I'm totally with you, and I think this Thursday night game is the perfect example of that. Normally we don't touch on Thursday night, but I'm just going to hit on it real quick. Sure. You, you saw this line open at 4.5 at the beginning. Oh. And, and, which is a great, great line. Even if Tyrod was playing, that's still a good line. It is now eight and a half. I know. Four points it. it has moved uh, in the span of less than a week. And so you have to, when you see a line you like, you have to be looking at these ahead of time. You need to be looking at week three as week two is wrapping up, not come Thursday or Wednesday. So a lot of these are picks that we're going to give, and we like them. We like a lot of them now, but the better versions of these lines probably happened on Monday or Tuesday. 
All right, Mutt, 3-0 and week for you, so you will start us off here going into week three of the NFL season. Okay, I have one uh, side and two totals here this week, boys. I'll start with the, the side I'm on because I think of the three bets, it's my favorite. And I have to admit uh, that the Action Network pointed me to this based on some of the trends and numbers they have. And I said last week I wanted to bet against Jameis Winston uh, as a favorite. That worked out pretty well. This week I want to bet against the Raiders and John Gruden. Specifically, want to bet against him getting this good start. There's this, this buzz now about the Raiders, and they're actually pretty good. I don't buy it. I'm not convinced of it yet. Really? And in this case right now, like how different are Jacoby Brissett and, and Tua? Like, so Very Tua's not going to see. I, I, I'm, I think Ooh. Brissett might be as good, maybe slightly better. Okay, so Tua. well, Mutt, so we're going to go head to head here because I actually have the Ravens. This is one of my favorite picks of the week. Is the Ravens? They're in the Vegas zone, which to me seemed too low, and it's at home. It's in Vegas. Like I don't. This line was too low for me. I'm. I am all over Vegas here. Uh, I think Jacoby Brissett is going to get mauled by Max Crosby. I, I mean, this Raiders defense is getting pressure at unbelievable rates for a team that doesn't blitz. They're blitzing like five percent of the time, and they're getting pressures constantly. I think this Raiders team, especially the defense, is a lot better than people are giving credit for. I think Miles Gaskin is going to be a non-factor in DFS this week because of this defense. Uh, I am I am le- I am all over the ra- uh, Raiders here. So you're laying the four and a half. So I'm laying the, the Dolphins four plus the four and a half. Only 23% of the bets right now are the Dolphins, but 34% of the money. There's been a couple of big bets uh, on the Dolphins so far. And here's the stat that, that really sort of solidified it for me. So John Gruden really is not an awesome against-the-spread favorites coach. And then there's this. Uh, off multiple wins, uh, John Gruden in his career, 8-18 eight and 18 against the spread off consecutive wins. That's whether two, two, three, four, any sort of winning streak, two or yeah. more. 8-18 eight and 18 against the spread. I think we're probably getting an extra half a point, maybe a point, because it's Brissett instead of Tua. And I'm not sure it's that much different. I'm going to play the Dolphins on the road getting 4.5 against your Raiders, Sean. Heads, okay. up, heads up for... A four-pack of pumpkin beer. Ooh. That's official. Let's get it. Lock it in. Come on, we have Lock it in, in, baby. We have to physically in. see you, Mutt, in order for in order <laughs> for you don't. to deliver. I, I, you really I don't. Live, there's a, there's I a live fridge five in our office. From Mutt now, so I, it's fine. We could, there's I a fridge in our office that hasn't been cleaned in three years. It, it is pretty disgusting. But Four days got like a salad in there from 2019. It smells disgusting. You guys know, like, it still smells when you open it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's horrible. But I, I can drop beer off. He can, we, I, we can meet at Navigation Brewing in Lola. We've got a million yeah. things we can sure do. you guys so. will run into each other somewhere in the back roads of New Hampshire. At the I Alpine Butcher or something, <laughs> you know. So we're heads up on the first bet. I like that shot. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one, guys. May, may, let's see if I catch one of you two on this. So first off, trivia question. Can you guys guess what NFL team is last in pass rush win rate as well as last in run uh, run stop win rate? Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. It is the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. And this I like week, it. I have got the Los Angeles Chargers as six and a half point dogs Good in for Kansas you. City. Kansas City's defense is like worse, worse, worse than we think. Uh, Chargers have got uh, they've gotten off to a great year from a pass rushing standpoint as well. And the Chiefs, I think Austin, I, I don't know if it's Blith or Blythe. I'm sorry to the Blythe Blith family if they're listening to this podcast, but <laughs> he he uh, he may miss this game. We'll have to check Sunday back on the injury report to to see how that turns out. But you're not getting you're not getting phenomenal play from the right side of the Chiefs' offensive line, and I think that the Chargers' defense can at least corral the offense enough to keep it within a touchdown of of a game. Like that's not saying a lot that the Char. I think the Chargers could lose by six to the Chiefs, especially uh, Chiefs at home. Sean, what was the stat last year? If you recall it, at home they lost like eight, or they didn't cover the spread like eight games. It was in a row ten or games something. in a row last season. It wasn't even just at home; it was just in general. Really? The Chiefs went like ten or twelve games without covering the spread last year. And the one thing that gives me pause is because we talked about a lot in the preseason chime about how 
we weren't convinced that, uh, you know, oh, Justin Herbert in year two is suddenly going to be fixed because, you know, it's a new coach or whatever. They bring in some linemen. The Joe Lombardi thing is is pretty much going exactly how we thought it was going to go so far. They're using play action like criminally, criminally low when last year when it was used, it was very good. Warren Sharp did this whole breakdown of this. It's on it's on NBCSports.com. But so and when they do use the play action, they're not like throwing it down. Like they're not using play action for what you're supposed to use play action for, which is like to actually move the ball. His his intended air yards with it is like five or something when using it. So, but again, six and a half point spread. Kansas City's offense made a few mistakes last week. Uh, the the Ravens' offense unfortunately matched those mistakes, and that's kind of what kept that game closer than it was. But I like the Chargers, uh, six and a half point dogs at the Chiefs. Mutt, your second pick. Uh, my second pick's going to be in, uh, it's going to be a total. So um, I, I know the world is going to bet Arizona this weekend. I actually tinkered with the idea of playing Jacksonville plus the points. Uh-huh. I know that sounds insane, so I talked myself out of that. I'm going to yeah, play good. the over here, uh, 51 and a half. From a pace perspective, this might be the most up-tempo game uh, of the entire weekend. So I, I couldn't I believe the stat when I saw it, but Jacksonville under Urban Meyer with a rookie quarterback, they are first in the entire league in situational uh, neutral passing rate. So in situations where it's like a neutral thing where you can pass or run and it's no big deal, they pass more than any other team in the NFL. They're basically saying we like Trevor Lawrence. We don't care if he gets hurt or not. They want to go up and down the field. 130 combined plays in their first two games. Again, most in the NFL Arizona wants to play fast. This is up and uh, up and back, back and go. Uh, I can see this like 35-25, way over 51 and a half. I'm with the public on this. 95% of the bets wow. are, of the money right now is on the over. I think it's going to be up-tempo. Jacksonville might not cover. They're going to throw to the end. They don't care about protecting Trevor Lawrence. I like the over Arizona-Jacksonville. 51 and a half on Sunday. I, I, don't, I don't trust Trevor Lawrence at all. No, but you I don't know, either, but, but you know he's, the coaching says they want to throw. They're not yes, running right now. He's They're been throwing, throwing well, 30, they, they, 35 they times a game. Too, and they, what, they score like 10 points in that game? Against Yeah, against Denver, whose defense has been great. Yeah, but Arizona, the, the Arizona, Arizona defense has not been good. They've let up. They let up they over have, thirty to the good, Vikings in a good first yeah, but, week with and, and with Chandler Jones getting after the quarterback. They stepped back big time against your guy Kirk Cousins. Yes, in week exactly. Two yeah. I, I, so I'm, uh, this is one of the bets I actually thought about myself here. I ended up not going with it. Uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't love it enough. So I just decided to back away and and look elsewhere. But I'm glad you went with it because uh, somebody needed to. Uh, my next pick here. Uh, I feel like I'm going to pull a John Anderson. I'm going Denver Broncos laying the points. Yourself? I'm actually gonna move. I'm gonna move this line though. Right now it's. What was that? What was that little comment you slipped in there? <laughs> you heard it. You're crap, crap yourself. yourself. Have a Deuce McAllister. Yeah. Not gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Deuce for coming on uh, Gresham Keith today. But no, I'm not gonna do that. So right now the line for the Denver Broncos game against the Jets is uh, ten and a half. Broncos yep. laying ten and a half. I actually want to move that. I want to move that to nine and a half. I'll I'll pay for the point. You get it at minus one thirty five. But I just want it oh under my ten. God, uh, shine. What are you doing? What do you mean? What am I doing? I am the Jets suck. No, I don't. I I'm not taking that risk. If the Pats defense did what they did to this Jets offense, imagine what the Denver's defense is about to do. I agree. I agree. But I I just, I I just, I would rather, I would rather. I feel better. I feel more comfortable in my heart and soul under ten points than laying that extra half. So I'm going to take it at nine and a half. I'll pay the, I'll pay the extra. Well, yeah, one minus one thirty-five. I'll pay the extra price there. I don't care. What's the point of even betting at that point? Oh, what do you mean? There's a plenty of, of reason time. to. No, I'm going Broncos <laughs> minus nine and a half. I can think of a hundred, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can think of a lot. Uh, I'm, so I'm I'm all over the Broncos minus uh, nine and a half here at minus one thirty-five. All right, fellas. I think I might do it. What are you doing? Don't do it. 
Don't do it. You I, can't, I, no, the, who's the second, I know they're getting the points. Second, the, I, who's I know, the second I know. most penalized team in the NFL? <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons? It is the Tampa Atlanta, Bay uh, Buccaneers. Oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, mud on Monday, by the way. We we started the list. We'll, 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 we have to finish it throughout the year. But the seven deadly sins of gambling, one of which was greed, and the other one was gambling on the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm going to try to not do both. I'm not betting on the Atlanta Falcons oh, okay. again. I okay, will not good. let myself until I see results. That's what I want. Um, oh, and by the way, mud. I also have a clean slate this week. I had to give it to myself. From a psychological standpoint, because of the, I texted everything to you, and we said it on uh, on the show uh, earlier in the week. Shaman, I did about tough move by the, uh, the greed that, that I that engaged was greedy. in. That was very very <laughs> greedy. so greedy. And I am down. I am down a unit, and I have won nothing this year. <laughs> plus the <laughs> plus the Mac Jones offensive rookie of the year future. Make the pick. Let's that go. That money's still tied up. Who is the second most te- penalized team in the league? It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who is the second least penalized team in the league? The Rams. It is the Los Angeles Rams. These are the two best teams in the NFL. This game is going to be played on the margins. The Buccaneers are not as well coached as everyone thinks they are, and I think the Rams receivers are going to be able to overwhelm the uh, Tampa Bay backfield. I think Carlton Davis might be able to take Cooper Cup out of the game, but Sean, you put him in your fantasy lineup today. No, we didn't. We Robert actually Woods? we went. Yeah, we, oh Robert Woods. I was yeah, say Robert we went, Woods. We went contrarian here. We thought uh, Cooper Cup's been having way too much success. Might be time for Robert Woods to pop off a little bit. Yeah, so I think Robert Woods could have a good game. Flip to the other side. We don't know if AB is going to play or not from the COVID. And uh, Demar, so uh, De- uh, I forgot the guy's Demarius name. Demarius Johnson? No, Darius Williams. Is that the other corner? Jalen, basically Jalen, uh, Jalen Ramsey, and uh, oh, it's no. Demarius Randall. Demarius Randall, the guy. Who Ramsey's was on gonna be on Mark uh, on Evans. Yes, no, no, so, so, on so Evans. those two as a unit, they haven't let up a big passing play since 2019. Twenty plus yards, those two as a duo. So I think without a B, they could potentially really bottle up Godwin and. Evans. However, Oof. young safeties back there that Brady might be able to kind of mess with a lot. But again, one and a half point, and it's the Rams as underdogs at home for a game playing on the margins. I don't think Bruce Arians is as good of a coach as people give him credit for. He just has Tom Brady on one of the most stacked rosters in the league. Uh, give me the Rams one and a half points at home against the Buccaneers. John has picked both games that I want to take and can't do it. Because it's it, the Chiefs and Chargers. Yeah, I, I got, can't see this. See this I'm not going to put bigger I'm, balls in you. Yeah, yeah see these. Right. See these. Linda B. Johnson. Good Woo. for you. Nice and swollen. Hear this knock. This is them hitting the table. <laughs> Do you hear that, Mutt? Thank you. I did. I hear I, bang. Yeah. I, I, I broke the console right there. If I had to, <laughs> if I had, you know, Sean Gunn to my head, James Gunn to my genitals. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a that's a uh, hashtag dork podcast uh, saying. Uh, gun to your head. Gun to your dick. Uh, I would bet the Rams and the Chargers here, but I'm not man enough to do it. So good for you, John. I'm all LA, big LA guy. Apparently, California. Uh, yes, Mutz, what's your third LA. pick? Uh, I, so I so you talked about this game today on Gresh and Keith. So you think it's going to be a higher scoring game than I do? Uh, I want the under in Minnesota and Seattle on Sunday. Ooh, okay, and I, I'll give you a couple reasons why. So first is complete narrative street. Uh, I think Pete Carroll. And we talked about this. This was a theme on last year's podcast where. Uh, we, we thought Pete Carroll was going to let Russ Wilson eat, and for the first couple weeks he did. And then Pete Carroll said, no, 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 I don't like these shootouts anymore. I don't like the idea of us getting high-scoring games. We're going back to running the ball. And he completely yanked the, the carpet out on the offensive coordinator. He's now gone. It's a new coordinator, but there are some ideas he leads you to believe he might do this again. So they had a 14-point lead last week, did the Seattle Seahawks. They lose to Tennessee. I'm sure he's pissed about that. Pete Carroll's going to overreact and – Time of possession this year, okay? 37-22. Right now, Seattle is losing time of possession in their first two games. Carroll's going to overreact and run the ball. We know your boy Zimmer, 
Our boy Zimmer wants to run the ball. This thing feels like a really low-scoring game to me with two coaches that want to go back and establish the run, baby. Even if Madison plays over Dalvin Cook, I don't think they're going to let Russ Wilson eat the way he's eaten the last couple weeks. I know you like Lockett this week. I know you like Minnesota's offense. I think this game's going to be a running game because the coaches like to run under 55-and-a-half Minnesota-Seattle on Sunday. So, yeah, I think the only reason I would push back at all is because I don't think Carroll doesn't like high-scoring games. I think it's more so he doesn't like turnovers. Russ hasn't thrown a pick yet this year, so I think he's going to let Russ continue to cook, Which and, and Minnesota's defense is bad enough, at least their secondary is bad enough that he can, and that's what's going to put Minnesota on the back foot and have to keep throwing. That was just kind of my my thinking process. Yeah, there. so I brought up the Joe Lombardi thing earlier, and especially in the preseason shine. We really questioned how much, because Shane Waldron, that's a McVay guy. We said, how much is he he's doing the outside zone, but how much is he going to bring the, some of the McVeigh like run pass splits there. How much will Pete Carroll dump? I don't think Russ has been cooking the last two weeks. Like especially when you compare it to the first eight weeks of last year. Like people are seeing the highlights to Tyler Lockett and everything. They're still bottom half in the league in in just passing attempts. I think they're at like. 57%, I want to say, as far as uh, 57% yeah, pass as opposed to 43% rush. That's still way below where it should be for an offense that has a quarterback who's whatever he's making. He's the fifth highest in the league or something, $35 million a year. I don't think they've been cooking at all. So I think it's basically just continuing under like a scheme that's not exactly the same as it was because I and but you've seen you know Ty, he's got the connection with Tyler Lockett we're seeing those highlights and people are saying oh Rush is cooking he's not cooking I, I don't think I agree with you Mud. I think I would take Seattle in this game but I think your logic is sound uh, I'm, not ta- I'm not taking I'm taking the under oh yeah, sorry the under. under I stopped listening in the middle of that oh, Jesus, that's okay John. I understand what I listen trick. to you every time you speak because you might occasionally give us something worth talking about but go ahead Sean so, like, I, like have, in my column. so I have a pick here but I'm not. I need you guys to either talk me down or build me up here because I can't. Buttercup. I cannot. I haven't been able to fully commit to this, even though I want to. Why shouldn't I take the Bengals money line against this Pittsburgh Steelers team this week? Because the Steelers defense is absolutely going to beat the shit out of Joe Burrow for the entire game. Yeah. But TJ <laughs> Watt is banged up. Like, I, 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 yeah, I but they're, even they're, if he the Raiders play. just crapped on them, like Ingram and Highsmith are very good pass rushers as well. I'll take, I buy, I'll take I, half a watt. I want to buy low on Joe Burrow, but I mean, I I believe he threw a pick on either two or three straight passes. Three, three bro. yeah. So I, I mean, I have I, this I, I, weird. I, I I got him everywhere in in, in year long. Him and Jamar Chase, like I paired them. Yes. in yeah, a bunch of year long teams. Okay, but I think I I think I'm going to buy Cincinnati once they get out of this tough schedule. And okay. I'm not even going to pull it up, but they're they're going to come out of this and they have a three or four game stretch where it's going to be time to bet them. Even with Ben Roethlisberger banged up, I, I think. Najah Harry Harris eats. I I can't bet money. Okay, on. so all right, so I'm glad. See, this is why you have gambling friends, guys. They talk you off a ledge when you think you're there. I appreciate it. So I had a different pick in mind, just in case. I'm gonna go back to what I I, I gave this last week too on the on Gresham Keith. I think I even gave it on the podcast too. James White's rushing total this week is oh, 14 and a half. I love Give it. me the over. This is the easiest pick of the week. He's there. For, over, he's basically a starting over, running over. back. Yeah, Damian Harris is banged up. Like, James White is going to get so many touches this week. Like 14 it. and a half rush yards is not enough. And it's only minus 110. You're not even really giving, you're not giving anything. So I'm, I'm all over this 14 and a half over James White rush yards. All right, week three coming in hot. Mutt, quick recap of your picks, please. Uh, I'm going to take Dolphins plus four and a half against the Raiders with uh, Shime. We got a four-pack four of pumpkin beers yep. uh, on tap there. I got Arizona-Jacksonville over 51 and a half, and I have the under Minnesota-Seattle bonus picks. 
Uh, I'm going to have the over in Darius Slayton receiving yards uh, on Ooh, Sunday. Okay. It's right now 36-37, depending on when you got it, against the terrible Atlanta defense that you talked about, Shime. And I think that they'll probably focus on Galloway. Uh, Slayton's going to have a big game there. And uh, the bet of the weekend is not football. And we can all love our country, and we can love America, baseball, and apple pie. Europe in the Ryder Cup at plus 240 <laughs> is, the bet, is the bet of the weekend. Just okay. going to leave it there. Enjoy USA. We root for them. If they win, I'll be fine with it. But at plus 240, when it was plus 190 a day ago, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's all these people just betting it randomly and betting USA blindly, and so they've got to you know, switch the odds and try to get some money the other way. Thank you, DraftKings. Plus 240 is a joke. It's Europe plus 240 to win. And with a little, bit, little sprinkle shime on it in case they tie, Ooh, which, is okay. 12, like which is like 12 to 1 right now, yes. just in case they tie – uh, and Europe would win anyway, but just in case they tie here. But plus 240, Europe, Ryder Cup, Union Jack. Uh, what else is in Europe? Uh, England's the over Eiffel there. Eiffel Tower. Pizza. Uh, pizza. Led Zeppelin. Uh, Euro- Leaning Euros. Tower of Pizza. Oh, Coldplay. Brexit. Whatever that thing was called. Brexit. Yep, Brexit. 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 I'm sure still, it's very long ongoing. Amsterdam. Oh, if, AstraZeneca. You've been, Shime. Where? You guys have been. Amsterdam. I could see. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. Oh. I have. Mutt. I've never crossed the Atlantic Ocean. Shine's never left Rockland before. That's have, you been, true. have you? Have you been in the Atlantic Ocean before? <laughs> I have. I swam a couple times. Uh, no, I've only been out of the country twice. I went to the Dominican Republic uh, for an immersion trip, and I went to Canada. So I went to I've Montreal. Been to, well, yeah. I've been to Canada and uh, well, can, uh, Canada, Cancun. I went to Cancun. St. Lucia. So oh, I, guess I, got, I got stories there's from Cancun. Three. All right. Um, oh, my recap of picks. My national podcast. stories. <laughs> my recap of picks here. Uh, like like Mutt said, I'm head to head with him. I got the Vegas Raiders laying four oh, and a half fun. at home for Miami. Uh, then I got Denver laying nine and a half at the Jets. I bought the point here. It's only minus one thirty five. Sorry, people. Sorry, Mutt. And uh, my last pick was James White over fourteen and a half rush yards. Uh, in the Patriots Saints game, so I, I don't think I made a third pick, but I'll, I'll do it on the fly here. So I've got the Chargers six and a half point dogs at the Chiefs. Rams, uh, it's one point five. Give me Rams money line against the Buccaneers at home in this game. And Mutt, uh, you had mentioned the Seattle Minnesota under, and I had mentioned that uh, when, when I thought you said something you didn't say, I said I disagree with Mutt, even though that's not what you said. Uh, I'll take Seattle point and a half uh, at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Seattle still not passing enough, as I mentioned. I mentioned how the Chiefs are are thirty are last in run uh, pass rush win rate, run uh, run stop win rate. Minnesota Vikings are way down there too. They're like twenty nine and thirty one. I I think this could be a Seattle gets out ahead. Minnesota tries to keep up, doesn't quite get there. So. And by the way, congrats to me during this podcast. Oh. I got I got snapped uh, at the wire for like six hundred bucks at Belmont Park. So I didn't Oof, even didn't even shake snapped? me didn't even shake me like Thanos. Uh, it means a yeah a horse got me got up at the wire to beat me. Uh, uh, would have been a nice score for the weekend. I didn't even flinch. I didn't flinch. I continue. I'm a professional. I appreciate you. I'm Mark. a professional. We Shime. we stand no, I'm like Ander- I'm like Anderson who's have to run you. to the bathroom, crapping his I pants. So I said to Shine when Shine was calling Deuce, he was like, "All right, you get a you go you go you get Deuce on the line, and I'm gonna go send Deuce down the line." <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is what we I'm do hanging, here, but and I'm hanging up. Goodbye. God, bye, bye, Mutt. Wow, that was that was rather abrupt. I was gonna what? I was gonna say, Mutt, bye. Make sure you read my my multiple columns this week and news reports do and, and other stuff. But all right, Shime, fun uh, week three coming in hot. We are gonna try to get you back Woo! on track, get you up to me and Shime, me and Mutt's level. Yeah, uh, baby. As far as gambling knowledge and such goes. Okay. <laughs> but we are a family, Shime. You and I are a family. Me, you, Ryan, Tyler, Lou, Christian. We are all fan. We are all, <laughs> we are all fantasies. Did I say fantasy? What are you doing? 
just get just get to. Get I was going to say it. we are. I have a fantasy about Shime and no, Lou that, that I no, would like to present here on the podcast. No, just uh, we are a family. There, there are other go. podcasts on this network. Shime, what are they? Uh, they would be hashtag Dork. They did an email grab bag this week. Uh, so they also, had no ideas. Uh, sure. <laughs> a lot of news going on. Uh, we also have the Bradfo Show podcast. Probably had Steve Peralta on this week. Uh, Steve Peralta, now our co-worker. Well, technically, show. was already our co-worker, yeah, he, but now is more of our co-worker. Yeah, it was Live BP Show on Should the Bradfo Show. I apply for that? Uh, sure, if you want to, <laughs> if you're interested. Um, and the Off Day Pod, of course, with Andy Hart and Ryan Hannibal. They'll react to the Patriots game uh, against the Saints right after the game is over, so that'll be up Sunday night sometime. All right. Happy hemorrhaging your wallets, everybody. Shine, say bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Do you think Gresh would do Jason Tatum? (laughs) 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 That might be slow burn right there for next week. (laughs) Delete it all. Well, it's going to be wonky. It's us. True. We're we're never wonky. It's a podcast featuring John Anderson. As my mic literally flies away from my face. (laughs) We won't be wonky. Not here. Not not here, not now, not never. <clears throat> so I was listening to, to Lou's uh, rant to start the show. He was fired up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I just heard that, too. Cooking. Uh, Cooking oh, in the kitchen. Just, you, you what was that? Something popped there. Yeah, what it was, was John. That? That's it's me. Anderson. I'm trying, I'm trying okay. to fucking tighten this thing. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, God. You could have done this in the 10 minutes we were waiting for Mutt. Well, I didn't know. T- 20. Uh, I didn't know. Sorry. I, I didn't realize it was okay, happening. Whatever. All right. Shime, oh. you're, Shime, you're sowing divisiveness within the podcast, and I don't appreciate it. Yes, I am. It, right? So we're going to... Hashtag team podcast. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna come at you here in three, two, one.